0: Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics. Presented by JMB Financial Advisors. And now here's your host, Alex Vispoli. We're gonna welcome everyone to Seder Stories. We'll go around the table and introduce ourselves. My name is Alicia Caswell and I am the Associate
1: Head Athletic Trainer here. Um, My name is Madeline Smith. I'm a senior on the
2: women's basketball team. I am Ann McInerney. I am the women's basketball coach here at Holy Cross.
3: I'm Amanda Belichick. I am the head lacrosse coach at Holy Cross. I'm Kara McDuffie. I'm
4: a senior on the women's lacrosse team.
3: So, yeah, today, you know, we're just going to talk about
0: our experiences as women, let's go ladies, <laughs> uh, in sports. And we'll just go around the table, kind of start maybe how you got into sports. Was it family based? Was it, you know,
1: your own drive, siblings, whatever that might have been? Um, Maddie or Kara, you want to start off? Um, Yeah, I can start. Um, So, I come from a very athletic family. Um, Both of my parents played in college, and both of my older sisters do as well. Um, So, I think it was just kind of being around that atmosphere through my whole childhood that kind of made me look up to my sisters and my parents and, you know, want to strive for something, like, greater than just myself.
4: Um, Kind of a similar background. My dad played lacrosse in college, and my mom was a dancer. So, I kind of was introduced to sports at a young age, and um, it was kind of just like naturally I really like fell towards competitive um, sports, so I really just kind of liked going into sports and ever since have been playing since I was little, so it's nice.
2: Um, yeah, m- I uh, grew up as an Irish step dancer. <laughs> my, both my parents are from Ireland, so I think we were uh, born in the Bronx. We were very much, as I said, a dance family, moved to the Wista area when I was 10. Uh, so there wasn't really a lot of organized sports for girls at the time. So off my mother went on a trip to Ireland to see her parents and her family, and my father took me to uh, girls' softball tryouts <laughs> in spite of my mother telling him not to. But that kind of um, spearheaded my start with organized sports on, on the softball field.
3: I grew up in a, um, my grandfather was a coach and then kind of grew up around professional sports, but had a, I guess, coaching tree family. But my dad also played lacrosse, uh, football and squash in college. So he was, you know, athletics were always something we did growing up as a family. But being around professional sports was really how I grew up, but primarily football though. So kind of a boy's world. So that was always, it kind of tainted my view for a while.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. My dad played college football, and so it was the same thing. I mean, we all grew up playing sports, but we were he played college football. He coached in college. And so we grew up around the field and you know, wanted to play football and didn't, I don't think, understand what that meant. So I'm very fortunate that our parents also got, you know, I'm one of four, three girls in the family into sports there as well. So, um, yeah. So how have you guys seen this progress as you've been in your respective careers, both as
2: players and now for you guys as coaches? I think I could probably s- speak <laughs> first since I am the oldest <laughs> in the group, but I think it's just amazing to watch how, how far females, athletic sports and, and uh, females in general have come. As I said, when I grew up, we did not have any organized girl sports in anything. Um, you know, my father, again, uh, being from Ireland, was very organized with the boys' side of things, with the Irish football and Irish hurling. Um, but, again, we just played around the, the yard and kind of did our own thing until... You know, now I was in, co- in high school during prop two and a half um, in Worcester where we didn't have any girls sports, boys sports were both cut um, in the junior high and didn't play organized sports again until 10th grade in high school. So to see what these girls have the opportunity to do now in whatever sport, whether it's lacrosse, softball, basketball, soccer, um, any type of dance, it's just um, really, really exciting to see where, where the world has changed and the opportunities these girls get these days.
3: One of the things I found interesting, I've been coaching in college now for about a l- little more than ten years, and over the course of my career, one of the things I've noticed in recruiting is how many more young women come whose mothers played yes, in college. Absolutely. And my mom was the same. My mom was a cheerleader, but there was nothing else that mm-hmm. she had any opportunity to do. So you, to hear you talk about what your mother's experiences were, I think that's so cool and. Um, Something that my mom was always so supportive of of my dad and our family and what we did, but it wasn't her experience. And so I, I think that's so remarkable and just the generation that's kind of coming through into college and who we coach every day.
4: I think too, like going off of that, I think the confidence level in women has really increased. And so I think that's allowed the sport to grow into more of an intensity. And I think that with that being said, the skill level has kind of increased as well because there's that confidence. So just hearing your stories and hearing how much it's changed over the course of the years, like having that opportunity to kind of just keep it and allow it to excel and grow on this um, path is really exciting. So it's exciting to be a part of.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Like the opportunity I feel like has increased so much more for women, um, especially like when I was in playing basketball in AAU, like I feel like women were more of the focus in AAU basketball, like comparatively to like men. So just like seeing that grow and like going to these tournaments and just seeing how many like girls are playing sports and getting the opportunity to, you know, get a scholarship to play in college. I think that's pretty cool to watch.
0: I think it's great to see more women now coaching in AAU and youth leagues. Because I'm, I don't know if it was for your experience, but I know you know mine was a lot of male coaches, and you know, and it was great, it was fine, and I think it was one of those things that growing up, you just kind of always associated a male with a coach. So I think it's great one that we have two female coaches, strong leaders here, but um, it's great to see college athletes giving back as they get older as well.
3: I had a lot of youth male coaches also, and um, but. When I think back to who kind of the most influential people were to me, it's, it was my high school coaches who were, I think, the first strong women who kind of just stand out to me. And I'm sure I'm missing someone younger earlier. But um, my, my, high school, my my high school coaches are really the ones who stand out to me the most. And then I had a fantastic college lacrosse coach also. But the, those high school coaches, I think, were the, the most memorable to me.
2: And I think it's always neat to to be a part of it, as you said. You know, now we're recruiting um, student athletes whose mothers did play. So now, instead of just having a conversation with the dads who used to bring them, now it's kind of you know you share similar stories. And I know how much our team loves to hear my stories of my playing days. Um, you know, but it's just evolved so much, and it's it's really exciting to watch the the movement of now our team players are such good role models for the, the young. Um, young girls in in the community, and they can give back, and now it has started a really strong pipeline of of upcoming strong females, and it's great.
1: Yeah, even in, like, not even women in women's sports, but now we're seeing in the NBA, like, Mm -hmm. women, like, on male coaching staff, so I think that's also, like, an amazing progression.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for women out there, and we have a lot of trailblazers that are helping, you know, set that course, you know, just everything that went through with the Super Bowl yesterday, you know, about the, about the 49ers coach, and, you know, there's so many people in the NBA now that are trying to move forward with that, um, you know, I think that we're, we're really fortunate to see that, you know, I'm on the medical side of things, obviously, so um, there's always a lot of female athletic trainers, I would say, and, and watching that grow has helped as well, and I think that you know, for female athlete trainers to be coming in and caring for females. I, I mean, you know, first of all, athlete training is healthcare as it is, but to have a connection there and, and to watch, you know, women grow and, and through the four years of your college experience, to watch you come in as an 18 year old, to year senior year is really remarkable to, you know, watching student athletes and, and women find their voices and how that's gonna give back. So I try to always make sure that my athletes have a voice in their, in their care and their rehab. Um, and hopefully that translates over for them. But have you guys experienced over your four years looking back, you know, a growth or maturity or, you know, Smitty, I know you're a captain and kind of has has that has progressed for you?
4: Um, I think coming in as a freshman um, and now looking back senior year, just like that growth and development and kind of feeling confident enough to speak up um, has never really – I guess I've never really felt that insecurity to hold back and refrain from speaking up. I think something our team does a really good job of is welcoming everyone and kind of encouraging even freshmen to speak up or say something to an upperclassman. So um, I think it's a welcoming environment, but um, you could definitely see that the underclassmen look up to the upperclassmen, so there's definitely a leadership aspect to that. And um, I've always had role models and um, I'm always looking up to different people. And um, I think that's something that's so awesome. You learn something from an underclassman and upperclassman. But um, there's always an opportunity to grow individually. So I think um, over these past four years, looking back at myself freshman year, I've changed so much. And it's really cool to look into going into my last season here. So um, I'm just excited to see now looking back even in a couple months at what I'm saying right now and see if you can See if I
5: change, at all also we'll
1: see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it was a little different for me coming in freshman year, because you come from like a senior in high school. You know, you're you're all the way at the top. You know, you're riding a high right there, <laughs> and so you come in. and For me, I feel like I kind of had to get like brought down a little bit, especially with, like, how many strong leaders we had on the team coming in, like Katie Doherty, Infinity, um, Trisha Byrne. Like, those, they were such loud voices. And for me, it was like, I also want to be that loud voice, but, like, I'm a freshman. So for me, it was, like, kind of, like, toning it down and maturing, like, learning from them, like, what what role models in, like, college do, because it's definitely a lot different. Um, And so just, like, kind of learning, progressing, And doing it with your teammates, I feel like that goes like so unnoticed. It's really difficult, like just transitioning to college. So I think, you know, having teammates that are going through similar things helps you grow and helps you learn the process kind of.
2: And I think that's been such a unique and fun part of what we do as coaches is to help empower these young women. You know, you said it, Alicia, they come in as 18-year-olds away from home for the first time. You know, it's a a big eye-opening experience for them, but being there with them to help, you know, through their journey of when, when they are. Teenagers to now, uh, as Smitty is one of our co-captains, ready to go off into the real world and you know conquer it. But to know that they have a voice, that they've put in all the hard, hard work and everything that you can learn through through sport, um, you know, with being accountable and being selfless and 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 putting everything you have into into the teamwork that makes you successful both on and off the court, and that's been uh, a really unique experience here.
3: I loved when Kara talked about confidence earlier because I think that's such a big it's just such a, it's such a big word for, I think, women in general, but sports as a way to gain confidence and grow confidence and then kind of apply it to all aspects of your lives, I think is unique. And, um, you know, I think I can kind of speak about Kara as her coach, and she's always been a really confident person, which is something that I've always admired about her. And I think one of the big things that's watching her grow is just the perspective, your perspective changes. So it's not, You know, you you understand kind of the big picture as you go through these four years and you see the people above you graduate Mm -hmm. so you understand what the younger girls need and how to help them along the way because you've had great role models. But um, developing that confidence and the ability to feel sure of yourself and speak up for yourself. And I think, you know, in a sports environment where it's a team of of women and, um, you know, you can... Advocate for yourself and and learning those tools. I think are really great life skills that you can apply Everywhere, but it's a it's a great environment to learn those things because you have this support around you of people who are trying to accomplish the same goal and um, We're we're all on the same team so Having people who have your back and then kind of to be able to test that confidence and and asserting yourself along the way I think is a really important aspect of of what we do. And I think as a coach, giving the opportunity to do that is really important. And sometimes hard too, but um, I think it's a really important part of the process.
0: I think that's a really uh, poignant discussion point of, you know, confidence and having, you know, a team around you and, and being women. I think it's one of those things where if you think about the flip side, you know, men and, you know, male athletes, they're always so confident and they always exude that and you know it's a competitive nature and it's this and it's that and a lot of people when they see it in women and you know I think of the U.S. women's national team the soccer team and you know their fight you know are they being too cocky you know they were getting blasted for celebrating all the goals and things of the sort there but you know I love you know for women to say no it's confidence in what we do because we know we deserve to be here we have the ability to do so and we have the support around us Um, but have you guys experienced that type of you can't act like this. You're a female. You're a girl. You're a woman in your sport. One of the
3: things I try to tell our team all, like, winning's hard. Winning, like, no matter where you are, what level you're at, not everyone gets to win championships. Winning's hard, and you know, you look at a, a league like the Patriot League, for example. It's a, it's a big conference, and. There's a lot of teams and there's one champion. So a lot of teams lose at the end mm-hmm. or have losing seasons. It's not easy. And there's no reason why, regardless of your level, high school, college, pro, anywhere, if you're winning and you're and not even just winning, if you're doing things well, so you should be celebrating that. It's hard. It's hard to score goals. It's hard to make shots. It's hard to make plays mm-hmm. and under pressure. And you talk about the all the other factors in your life that you're dealing with, whatever those are for each person. Winning's hard. And so uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't be celebrating that and mm-hmm. each other in those moments. And at practice, it's, it's hard uh, everywhere. So I think, it's a, I think it's a great point. Like there's no reason why we shouldn't be celebrating those mm-hmm. moments
2: and I think that's such a key point is like it's like you you win every day you know we've we've dis- discussed you know stay in the process it's a journey it's not about the end result but i think sometimes you lose focus with that and i think for them to understand you look to your right you look to your left you're in a team full of you know outstanding female student athletes that are in this fight together you know and you have the opportunities to put on as we say all the time you put on a holy cross uniform you represent yourself your program you know your families and just to go out and enjoy it because you have the opportunity now to learn so much through sport you know and and again number one thing accountability discipline teamwork you know all that stuff that you know we say it all the time you take off your uniform for the last time you're not going to have that teamwork around you but hopefully you have the foundation that you learned through growing up as a female athlete that now you're ready to conquer the world and that's that's always awesome to watch
4: i think that's something i'm so grateful for from playing sports growing up and throughout college and high school is something that you gain so much from the sport itself not just being able to play stepping out on the field you gain best friends for life you gain family you gain so many characteristics that are so hard to find anywhere else. I think that sports, you develop mental toughness. You get, you grow so much. I think I just, there's so many things that sports have like given me that I'm so grateful for. And maybe it is because I'm going into my senior year and I have this perspective of looking back um, and just kind of being appreciative that I get this last season to play again. So I think um, just like looking back of how much you've really gained from playing on a sport, playing with a team, learning from your coaches, learning from everyone else, learning from our trainers, learning from being on the sidelines, being on the field, wherever you are, is just such a great opportunity. Um, So just being an athlete in that sense has given me so much to go on throughout my life that I'm just so appreciative for.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say the same where, you know, sports gets you ready for life. Like we're, I'm about to, we're about to graduate and about to basically be on our own. And, you know, you kind of have to go through this development from freshman year to, you know, becoming so independent and where you can, like, last on your own. And I think especially for our team, like, it's so cool to watch us seniors from freshman year to senior year and how much just confidence and how much, like, each of us has found ourselves. And I think that's exciting. I mean, it's scary to realize they're about to be in the real world, but it's exciting to know that you know, sports kind of helped us to get there and that we're going to be okay. We're going to, you know, attack life. I think that's a great point. I just, it's so
0: exciting to see sports grow as it is um, and and just building into what it is and and to hear you guys reflect on your experiences and talk about what you're taking from this, I think is so amazing Um, because I'm sure I don't want to speak for the coaches, but being part of a staff, you know, being part of a coaching staff and working with them, you know that's what it is winning is really hard and and you know it is about the process and how do you get there and what's important to you and you know what have you learned in terms of how sports can help you get there and i think that's that's so great um just watching little girls run around and you know all these bright colors and just loving being an athlete and you're not you know i don't think we hear the phrase tomboy as much anymore like there's no shame with being a young girl a female a college athlete professional whatever that might be and loving your sport and loving your craft and wanting to be the best you can anymore and i think you know and maddie you said it earlier the nba is recognizing women in sport but also nba players supporting the wnba you know they're going through a huge change right now they just had a huge win in terms of um, pay and everything i think one of the hardest things as a healthcare professional is hearing them having to go overseas when their season's over you know and you think Brianna Stewart tore her Achilles playing in Russia. And I was just watching something the other day where she was playing in Russia and got so much heat for it because she got injured there. But she's like, you know, I go there and I make so much more money than I do here. And we still have that discrepancy. So, you know, we've been definitely amping up all the positive things, but there are there is still a big fight on that. And, you know, how are we going to get there? And, you know, what do you guys envision moving forward
1: in terms of that? I and definitely think... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I definitely... um you know, we have like moved mountains, I would say for women in sports, but there still is this stigma that, you know, like boys sports are more exciting, you know, like I want to go watch them because it's more fast paced or whatnot. But I think it's just, you know, baby steps. Like, obviously it's all not going to change in one day, but I think it's just baby steps where we're amping up our intensity. And I think that shows other people that, wow, like anything a boy can do, like, a woman, a woman, can do as well.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I think I was gonna say with Alicia with the WNBA and the NBA, like, obviously, Colby Bryant, Mm -hmm. God love him, but what he did for, you know, female sports and the WNBA, and I think a lot of people watching him and his daughter and Mm -hmm. even, you know, unfortunately, others that were lost, lost their lives in the helicopter, it was about family, it was about, you know, these three young girls that were going to play basketball at a facility that practiced that, you know yukon was all over them the wnba like it was like their dreams and aspirations were to get to those to that level and that used to never be the way mm-hmm. you know uh, i'm again i grew up a little bit with title nine i'm not that old but <laughs> i think to have you know equal gym time with the men right now to have the equal field time like everything you know, our student athletes these days don't know what it was like when we had to wait till after the men got off the practice field or the practice gym uh, for us to go. Or, you know, the men got this and the girls got this or the boys got that and the women, like, you know, now. To see it so equal is, is really, that that's when you know it's come a long way um, with still a lot of room for growth. But, you know, it, it, is, it is very um, inspiring to see how far we have come. I've been
3: fortunate to work with um, the women's lacrosse is starting a pro league and or has been for the past mm-hmm. few years and I've been fortunate enough to work with both of those leagues but most recently the WPLL, and um, it's it's really cool to be around the athletes who have graduated and are just they just love lacrosse and it's not it's about putting it on a platform for young girls being role models and um, it's it's recruits walk in our office all the time and say, well, I know there's, you know, there's no professional lacrosse. Well, there is. And you hope that someday that that can be a career where you can make a living and support your family and, um, you know, do what you love if if you're talented enough to to play at that level like the NBA or the NFL and, and a lot of these professionals are. Um, but that's been something that, for me, has been a really cool experience to see where the future is. And, you know, that being said, you also you know you can feel it when you're there well we have so far to go Mm -hmm. but we're here um so it's 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 an opportunity to to start to pave the way and um just have those experiences for women and um when I was at Ohio State we think I just kind of think about some of these big moments but we were one of the I think we were the first women's team in lacrosse to play in the horseshoe in the football Mm -hmm. stadium um when I was at Ohio State we played at Gillette um, and then I played at Gillette a second time with the WPLL. And to be able to play on these big stages where women don't get, like those are experiences that are groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, don't, you don't get every day. They are special, but they're happening. So those are kind of some of the things that stick out to me of moments that are – they're coming. It's happening. I definitely think they're happening and they're
0: coming, and that's such a good point of, you know, they're, we're finally in the space – where other things are happening and, and women are being talked about and being seen. And I wonder, you know, from where we've come from, obviously we all agree with, there's still a long way to go, but you know, if you have advice, you know, I mean, you guys are college athletes, you went through the recruiting process and you you're coming into this and you've been in this in a really good, I think time frame for women, um, you know, women everywhere are standing up and stepping out, you know, you guys have experienced me too. And all of those things where it's been about female empowerment, but, agreeing that there's somewhere there's places that this still needs to go what would be your word of advice for maybe you guys to recruits that are coming in and you know it seems you know can one person really make a change but it's all women banding together not trying to tear each other down or or keep each other down or trying to get ahead on your own but getting ahead as one what would be your words of advice for people in that sense because there's always going to be someone younger than you right question yeah it is (laughs)
4: um I think it's something that's, like you said, right now is a good time to kind of be a part of sports or just like women in sports in general. And I think something so amazing that we're seeing so often is that women are uplifting and encouraging other women to kind of go out of their comfort zones, take risks, and um, just go after what they want despite anyone telling them otherwise. So. It's an exciting time and to be a part of that transition, I think in itself is so motivating. So kind of taking that just, I guess, determination and like that passion that you have and just going with it is something that I would just give advice to anyone coming in or um, just, I guess, filling them in on the knowledge of that there is a PLL, that there are these opportunities that maybe you were unaware of, but you could strive for something greater than that. So um, just keeping that mentality and just encouraging other women and keeping that uplifting, um, I guess, aspiration throughout all sports is something that is super exciting, especially for women.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree. I would say don't listen to the outside voices. You know, in high school, you would, I feel like me especially, I would always get like told like, oh, you're just a girl sport. Like, everything like that and I think you know if you actually let that get to you like that could definitely deter you from continuing you know your passion for the sport that you love like I would just say girls in high school and younger like continue doing what makes you happy like whether it's sports whether it's dance like whatever you feel like brings you the most happiness I think you should continue with and you know you can't be listening to you know I don't want to say like males but the stigma that you know, women are, you know, inferior, um, especially in sports.
3: One of the easiest ways to support women in sports is to literally support women in sports, Mm -hmm. to watch games, go to games. If you're flipping through the channels and you see a woman's sports, anything on TV, stop and watch it. And like ratings matter. And that's one of the big fights that we talk about at our coaching convention every year. Like we're fighting to get our game on TV networks all come back and say well no one watches it if we don't watch it Mm -hmm. that's one of the first problems so you know when you see a women's basketball game regardless of who it is stop and watch it and just being that those little things actually really do add up Mm -hmm. and and in a in a network's eyes they see interest Um, but even on our own campuses getting out and you know knowing what the schedules are and being at those games of of your classmates and peers but um, even you know fellow coaches we can you all do a better job of that I think but that's one of the easiest ways I think that we can all support ourselves
2: and each other definitely and I was just going to say that we're we're, um, have our national girls and women's at sports day we're celebrating that on Saturday at our game and you know that's a big day for us and all the other female athletes to get out and showcase you know what this community has with the athletes here at Holy Cross you know other sports will be there you know our women's basketball team has a game and i think to bring your families bring out the girls bring the boys bring their brothers and sisters and you know have an opportunity to just celebrate the fact that this is where we are going you know i remember again growing up we only went to the boys the men's games at holy cross we never went to the girls games you know and and now it's an opportunity for you know again parents guardians grandparents bring your bring your bring all the kids to the game, you know, bring it to help celebrate women and what they're doing, um, you know, on the court, in the classroom, on the field, you know, and just continue to just support each other. And I think that's always a, always a big a big to-do, you know, they're doing special things, all our, all our student athletes are, but, you know, especially on a day we get to celebrate national girls and women in sports, like, let's do this, let's go. <laughs> like, let's keep moving <laughs> it forward and keep talking about it and, and keep it as the positive experience that it is for everybody
0: that's a good point what has been everyone's positive experience in their sport or in sports in general anything I mean Amanda obviously you talked about the coaches that were influential to you but anyone else have anything that really stands in their mind as this is why I do what I do you know when the days are hard and long and you know a loss happens or whatever it might be
2: what makes you come back the next day I don't know what other profession I could do and be this competitive. <laughs> I think I say it all the time. I think we get to be around um, you know, student athletes and fellow coaches and everybody that are, are, are striving together to be the best we can be. You know, Whether you win a game or you lose a game, you're always coming back the next day to be better. And I think to, to help orchestrate a team and help lead them in a positive way and in good days and bad days, I think that's what makes, that's what makes being around athletes and um, sports in general so, so rewarding. I think
4: if I had to look back at my career as an athlete, um, something that unfortunately like took me to realize that there was like something that I loved and I wanted to continue doing it was when I got injured, so sitting on the sidelines, just realizing like I wish I could be out there on the field and kind of having a different perspective and love for the game um, helped me to realize that the sport itself meant so much to me and that I didn't want to take advantage of it so like taking that step back looking and reflecting on what i had in my past with the sport and then looking forward where i wanted to be was um that moment and it's kind of taking that moment and kind of taking charge and getting back to being healthy and strong so i could be a part of the team and something that's so encouraging is your teammates and your coaches so that support system really just pushed me to get to where i want to be and just to be that player again so um, that moment, I think, just really, like, sparked something in me to realize, like, this is what you love. Let's get back to doing it. And figuring out that process and those steps to get back to that place was something that um, was really motivating. And um, my teammates were really inspiring in those moments. So,
1: Yeah, I would definitely say I've enjoyed the most, you know, just, like, hanging out with my teammates. You know, never in your life are you going to be able to go on the road with – 14 of your best friends and, you know, hang out at the Thayer Hotel (laughs) Army, you know, I think it's just like moments like those where, you know, college sports have brought all these different people from different Mm -hmm. backgrounds all together. And I would definitely consider myself like a people's person and just like getting to know other people and like what what motivates them, what drives them, like I think it has really like driven me to, you know... Do better for not just myself, but for everyone else on the team as well.
3: That's one of the things my dad and I talk about all the time. That you know, from between football and lacrosse, the the commonalities that we really have in our career is bringing people together, and that's what sports is. And I think for me, the thing that gets me up every day is the opportunity to compete. But it's all of the nuances of what does it take to bring the people together Mm -hmm. to do it and you've got people with different backgrounds from different places that have been in different, you know, gone through, especially in college or professional, Mm -hmm. at this point in your life you've been through so much and have so many different experiences to get people on the same page competing for the same thing and caring about each other is not easy and it takes a lot of investment on the time of the players to really genuinely care about your teammates to the point where you go out on the field and you trust them and you'll mm-hmm. do things for them that you wouldn't just do for anyone so it's a it's a really unique environment and as a coach I mean I'll never step on the field again so for me being part of a team is I can't do it by myself like there's i I can't because I'm past that <laughs> so it's <laughs> I, I just can't <laughs> um, but that's kind of the fun part for me is that it's you, you really do need each other mm-hmm. and and there's no way around that so kind of finding ways to bring the team together for me is one of the most rewarding and enjoyable parts and then you know bringing everyone in the direction of let's compete you know for a common goal mm-hmm. I think is what makes it fun and competitive um that that teamwork I think is that's
1: it. I would just say I'm very grateful for the experience would definitely not be the person I am today mm-hmm. without sports and mm-hmm. without you know that growing up.
2: I think it's just the opportunity again to learn so much that sport can can give you for your real life for handling adversity for handling some you know tough losses in in life mm-hmm. you know we've obviously come off a pretty tough couple of weeks here at Holy Cross you know it's the, it's the matter of staying together of facing adversity of you know life is short of teamwork of picking each other up and you know knowing that you've handled that in game situations and now you transfer that over to life and again help each other through tough times you know celebrate the the great times that we that we get to have and you know know that you know you have you always have somebody with you you mm-hmm. know you're not alone and I think that whether you're a team sport or an individual sport you you have coaches you have people that care about you that you know help you and want you to to succeed and again just celebrate it enjoy it and and know that as Amanda just said it <laughs> you don't have it forever <laughs> believe <laughs> me you know but just to, to remain a part of it and, and know how exciting it is to be a female athlete at this point in your lives
3: and I'd be curious what you th- think about this why uh, and again ten years in I feel like I've had a decent time in my career I've been doing this for a, a bit now I guess I still feel like I'm gaining perspective myself on the magnitude of how the life lessons just keep coming out. Like they're so simple, but things like account like you met mm. accountability, yeah. discipline, they the way they just sort of interweave in, you know, conversations with student athletes or even within our department or it just different places. And they go back to these simple things that I feel like I experienced as a student athlete or even, you know, three, four five years ago as a coach. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and so I, I think back to being a student athlete and your coach is saying like, oh, you're going to learn these life lessons. And I had no I, mm-hmm. I, I still yeah. feel like I have no idea in some ways. And and that's amazing to me that you can, you can just keep learning, being a part of it four years isn't enough in
2: college (laughs) 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 it's funny because i always get friends and different people to say oh you're a basketball coach what else do you do i'm like all the time (laughs) right (laughs) all the time (laughs) is that a full-time job and and i think there there are there's so many pieces of it that the x's and o's is probably the least amount of time that we spend because it's again it's being there for them it's empowering them as as young student athletes it's just having the experiences that go along with being on a team, and that that's that's just it's unique. You know, it's unique in our profession. It's unique for um, the student athletes to get to do that, and it's and it's pretty awesome.
4: I would definitely say, like going back to Maddie's point, that um, you don't get those experiences like traveling to different places with. I mean, in our sake, it's like forty-four girls, <laughs> but um, just having those small moments that. Even those bus rides, just those little games you do with your teammates and that bonding time with them is something that, even though it's small, you'll never forget. And you're so grateful to have those moments. And then transitioning that onto the field, just having that chemistry on and off the field is something that's so, I guess, I don't know. You can't really find that anywhere else. And so I'm just really grateful for those opportunities and um, everything that the sport has given me so far. So um, just being a woman. In sports is something that's, I could, I'm very proud to say that I am.
0: Yeah, it's a badge of honor, and I think you know your point of having injuries and and going through that and having your sport taken away from you. I mean, you've definitely learned to work through adversity, and you know and how to continue to stand up when things get hard. Um, quite literally, trying to stand and walk for you. Stuff <laughs> <It was tough, laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> um, you know, and I think you know, to uh, Amanda, your point just you don't realize what you're learning while you're going through it, and I don't think you guys will even you know. But probably the next year is just going to be how sad you are that you're not in college anymore. And like, <laughs> Ugh, computers suck sitting at your desk all day. <laughs> but, you know, looking back and, you know, I think the challenge for your group right now is going to be continuing to further women in sport and not just saying, well, that's it. Took my uniform off, put my shoes away. Hopefully, I don't know, if I breezed them or something. They're probably <laughs> real sweaty, but, you know, continuing to empower those around you and, Taking these into the workplace, so again, you know, whatever corporate jobs you guys are in, um, you know, using that teamwork and you know all of those lessons you learn to work with the woman next to you and work with the people next next to you, and and just continue pushing because you know women in sport is a great platform, but this fight goes, I think, bigger than just sports, and it really is throughout all aspects of a woman's life, and so for you guys. You're 22, graduating college, but the fight's not over and keep pushing because you've got you know great coaches that are still here working um, on the sidelines and, and behind that, but you guys are gonna be out in the workforce. T- so you have to join the fight in that sense.
2: It's more than just a story from Big Y.
6: Hi, my name's Ryan. I'm a meat manager from the Great Barrington Big Y. We wanna make sure that everybody comes in happy, leaves happy and wants to come back knowing that we're their butcher. We have all sorts of grass-fed beef in the meat department. If you come in at 7 o'clock at night and go, hey, I want an inch and a half thick ribeye, you're getting an inch and a half thick ribeye. It still feels like that old-school butcher.
4: It's giving it to you straight. It's more than food. It's my big why.
1: Hello, Crusaders fans. The print shop at Masterminds is proud to be the official screen printing and embroidery specialist of Holy Cross Athletics. Get your team of business logo on apparel and hats with embroidery or screen printing from my huge selection of athletic, high vis, and workwear clothing options and vinyl banners, too. We'll quickly and easily help you leave your teams or businesses' mark on the world. Visit Masterminds.com today. That's Masterminds.com. Masterminds, since 1961. Go, Crusaders!
4: You're busy. We get that. At UMass Memorial Healthcare, we know the last thing you need to worry about is making your next doctor's appointment. So we've made that process even easier. Now you can visit us online at umassmemorial.org/appointment to find a doctor and schedule an appointment all from the comfort of anywhere. Choose 24/7 access to a growing list of primary care physicians and specialists at umassmemorial.org/appointment or give us a call during business hours at 855-UMASSMD. Schedule your care from anywhere today.
7: I think we'll just kind of start out by introducing ourselves
6: um, so we can just start with Jen. Uh, I'm Jen Lepicke and I'm the head women's softball coach here um, at Holy Cross.
5: Um, I'm Melissa Gutierrez, I'm a junior on softball.
8: Um, I'm Antonia Matska, and I'm a junior on women's hockey.
5: Katie
9: LaChapelle, head coach with the women's ice hockey team.
8: And
7: I'm Maura Sweeney, associate director of media relations and today we're going to be talking about our different experiences as women in sports in honor of national girls and women's in sports day so i think we'll kind of kick it off with a pretty broad question of what your experience has been like being a woman in sports maybe we'll start with katie
9: la chapelle um, it's been a, a very good experience um, i was fortunate uh, growing up i had uh, two parents for coaches uh, my mom was actually a, a college um, coach a high school coach and a college coach. So just right from the start when I was born, um, I was very uh, very into this is what what women do and, and men do and everybody coaches and that's just how it is and uh, or is involved in sports. Um, I was uh, when I when I grew up in Maine and in, in, in hockey we didn't have um, women's teams so I grew up playing boys hockey. Um, Pretty much my entire life. Uh, there were some girls teams when I was in high school, but I played on the boys' high school team. So it was really in college. Um, so I grew up changing in a lot of bathrooms and ice rinks, and um, to see how far it's come now. Um, you know, they have girls and boys teams, and then um, if there's a girls a girl on a boys team, a lot of ice rinks now have different changing rooms, so girls aren't changing in bathrooms. So I think from aspect uh, that aspect, things have changed. Um, you know, I. I have a a few nephews and um my youngest nephew uh or my youngest two nephews a couple years ago were um, watching the Bruins on tv uh, and they said oh boys can play hockey because all they had ever seen was was girls hockey so um i do think it's it's coming coming quite a ways with what um what you can see on tv and, and what you can see in that aspect and um Making uh making it, it known a little bit more that there's a lot more out there for girls in sports.
8: Um, yeah, kind of going off of that, it's been a really good experience for me, too. But I've also faced a lot of challenges, um, especially playing hockey as a girl. So um, I'm from Austria, and unlike the U.S., um, women's hockey is really not big at all, even to like non-existent probably. I think there's a count of 700 female hockey players in Austria, so that's probably as many as in Boston, I would say. Um, So I also grew up um, playing with the boys, uh, playing with my brother and on my brother's teams. There really was no girls hockey. Um, So I played all throughout elementary school and middle school, and um, then, when I was 15, I moved to the United States to play hockey um, in prep school, but so my last year at home when I was a freshman, and um, my last two years at home, when I was um, in eighth grade and ninth grade, I started playing with a women's team in Vienna. So there's a couple of uh, women's club teams in Austria, and one of them is in Vienna, the best one is in Vienna. And that's where I played, and I was 13 years old, and I played with all these 22-year-olds, and um, yeah, it was just kind of interesting, so I was used to always being the youngest one and the least experienced. Um, I definitely learned a lot from that, but it was also a challenge. Um, but yeah, it was really enjoyable, and I also enjoyed growing up playing with the boys. I think it taught me a lot, and uh, made me a lot more resilient and tougher, um, but then coming to the united states starting my sophomore year of high school i it just like showed me a whole new world of women in sports and especially girls in hockey and women in hockey so i went to berkshire school in um, western massachusetts and um, for the first time in my life i was on a team with girls my age and um, taught by all female coaches For the first time, I had a female coach in my life. Um, And it just, like, also seeing how popular women's or girls hockey is in the United States was crazy to me. Um, So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed being on a girls team for the first time and being coached by female coaches. And I think uh, it really showed me, it made me realize, like, how this, like, not how bad, but, but, like, I don't know, like the situation in Austria and how it's crazy that there's like, like women's hockey is basically non-existent, and that I'm one of very few that do what I do, especially where I come from. Um, and yeah, I've really enjoyed being in high school here and then moving to college and playing D1 college hockey here, which was always my biggest dream. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah.
7: So kind of would you, would you have. Uh aspirations to play d1 hockey and come to the united states before kind of having that opportunity to go to berkshire
8: um yeah so how i got to berkshire was on that club team at home where it wasn't like a a youth team at all so i played with players of all ages so we had um a couple of import players so girls that uh are from Canada or the United States, and that play Division One here. And after they graduate, they want to go to Europe and live in Europe for a couple of years and play some hockey. Um, so um, they kind of introduced me to that idea of playing Division One hockey. And they, I like seeing them play. They were role models to me, and that's when I realized like the level of play that you could play at in the United States and one hockey and college hockey and how professional and intense everything was here um, so through them I kind of got introduced to prep school and the opportunities I would have there and then that they introduced me to that path from prep school to college so awesome,
7: yeah, yeah. I'm not as uh, familiar with softball I have a hockey background myself um, but I, I know like, just I've worked at USA Hockey and I've done a lot in women's hockey, and I know it's kind of like a growing sport. I know softball is a lot bigger, I think. There's a lot more young girls that play. Kind of what was your experience, Jen, like growing up and then kind of your college path? I know you had a lot of su- success. Um, in college. So I
6: was incredibly uh, lucky and blessed. I had really um, great and supportive parents and grandparents that. Um, kind of let me play any sport that I wanted to play with anyone that I wanted to play. I remember um, every weekend I'd go out with my parents or my grandparents, and um, if I was throwing a baseball, I was trying out for the New York Mets, and if I was trying, throwing a football, I was throwing, uh, trying out for the New York Giants, right? And I didn't even um, understand that it wasn't a place that I could live in and be in because my parents just introduced me to that world of um, you can be and play anything you want, which is really great. Uh, I played baseball growing up. Um, I played on a boys' basketball team. I think that's really unique when you hear all of our stories. That all of us, when we were when we were young, played on boys' teams and what was offered. Um, and in reality, um, when we were younger, also even if there were female teams, they weren't had the same support uh, or the same skill development offered. Um, And I think if you really want to grow in the game, you had to be a part um, of kind of that boys' world, or whatever you might call it. And I was, um, so it it was very interesting, and it was great that I didn't even recognize um, that that was a thing, right? Because my parents, I was just playing the game that I loved, and my parents were really supportive with that. Um, So I did eventually switch over to softball when I was about um, 13, 14 years old, um, just when baseball started switching to about the 90-foot bases, and it was kind of time for me to make my move if I wanted to play in college. Um, So I did. I switched over to softball. I played competitive softball um, up until college. I went to um, the University of Tennessee, which was a really unique experience when you talk about female sports, because at that time, um, it was the women's ladies' vols athletic department and then the men's vols athletic department. Um, and it was unique in that it was a, a special environment, and because you felt that it was, um, you know, you were in your own um, space as a female athlete. But it was interesting, right? So as Lady Vols, you wore um, orange and blue. Um, vols wore orange and black, um, and it, it was unique. And I think y- it was um, really shown in a great way to athletes, and that this is our strength to be strong females in our sport here. Um, that is no longer; they're just the Vols now. And um, I wasn't there when that happened, so certainly it'd be interesting to kind of see how that merger took place and kind of the whys for it. Um, I transferred my um, junior year to Florida State um, and that was a really great experience. I had Coach Alameda who was such a um, strong and influential female role model and coach. I also had two um, male assistant coaches who were just great and um, that was an incredible experience to kind of grow in the game and, and coaches that knew that I wanted to coach and kind of taught me the ropes of that. Uh, I think one thing about our game at least and for softball, I think we've been trying really hard for a number of years to grow our game outside of the collegiate level. Uh, I think we've done it with some success and some failures uh, and and trying to make that work so that um, young women who are passionate about this game and want to take it to the next level, um, whether it be in coaching or in playing, have that forum. I don't think we've quite found the way that works just yet. um, And I think we're certainly trying and that the um, league's doing a great job of continuing to make it and growing it the best that we possibly can to give um, athletes that want to continue to play the option to do that. Um, so I think that's been great. I think one thing, uh, I know I touched on it earlier, but kind of talking about our, our youth experiences has been great and I think certainly, um, when you sit in the in a coaching chair as well, now you start to look at the light of um, what is the female representation too in college athletics for female sports, which is certainly something maybe we'll touch on later. But I think can be passionate about as well, right? As um, as young women in sports who work so hard to get to this point, kind of what are our next options as well if we want to stay um, in this world? Um, but the softball game is certainly growing because we have a lot of really talented women, um, smart women, confident women who want to grow this game continuously, and that's been um, tremendous to see.
7: Yeah, I know that it's coming back to the Olympics, uh, yeah. which is huge for the growth of the sport, right? Yeah,
6: it is. I think you know, for a long when it was pulled out initially, it certainly. Um, it it hit a lot of people, right? Because I think you had a sport that was gaining a lot of fan base and I think had a lot of passion behind it. And you've seen the World Series start to grow and you've seen viewers grow. Um, They're even doing renovation um, to the Women's College World Series stage and stadium because it's such a popular sport. So getting it back in there is huge. And I think such a powerful piece of it is all those women um, who were icons when we were growing up, um, and now that it's going back into the Olympics, we're like, yeah, let's train again, let's go. A- and it's huge because we get to have those big names that you knew when you were, um, for myself, when I was you know, in college or just getting out, maybe for Alyssa when she was a little, a little younger. Um, but you get to see these strong women and these strong names that are saying, yeah, you're bringing it back, I'm coming back. Um, I can do this game just as well as I did it a few years ago because I care that much about our sport um, and about our development. Uh, which is really great. So it's exciting for it to be back. They actually just started, um, if, if you go on Twitter now and Instagram and all that type of stuff, you see all their posts coming together. They're in their training facilities now. Um, they're starting their collegiate tour, which will be really awesome. i um, doing some of it over the summer as well and hitting different states. And hopefully um, it'll gain a lot of momentum as, the, as they head into um, into Tokyo. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, I know personally, just my experience, I didn't see a lot of uh female hockey players and then whenever the olympic uh, team or national team tours would go around my dad would always take me and it was always amazing to see like there is a next step for us Mm -hmm. and which is i think just so huge in women's sports yeah Alyssa, uh, did you have any experiences like that growing up
5: yeah i was gonna say um like for me uh the olympics and like seeing the girls um going so far playing softball like that was huge for me like i grew up like i'm going to olympics like that was like no question but um that's just like something I grew up with uh I think com- it coming back these girls have like the role models that I had and like it's really cool to see that like they have um like the platform to like influence the next generation of players which I got so it's really cool that it's coming back
7: yeah now you're kind of in this new role as a division one college softball player and you know girls, little girls are looking up to you like kind of what does that mean to you as a woman in uh, sports.
5: Um, I think it's been really cool, just um, especially here at Holy Cross, we have, like, the opportunity to, um, like, go out into Worcester and meet little girls. Like, we work at Girls, Inc. Um, in the fall. And it's just super cool to, like, be in this opportunity, like, once in a lifetime. Like, we're never going to be college athletes at this level ever again. And, like, going out and just playing with girls once a week and getting to see that they look up to us so much is – just an amazing experience and um I think it's important for us as women athletes or women who are like at this level to just like pay back to the community and like just show them that like this is completely possible for them like no matter where they may come from or like whatever they might think that it might not be possible but it completely is if you can see someone that's done it before you so I think it's really cool yeah
7: totally I agree
9: when you say you know, like to, to see um, you know the women athletes doing it, I, it kind of makes me think of um, a couple weeks ago we had a um, like a jamboree here uh, for was it U8, Tony was it, it U um, I think under eight, yeah. a bunch of, and there's a ton ton of tournaments and you're looking around and you're watching and, and um, most of the coaches were men, um, and I think that is changing. I think as as you ladies graduate, and, and you're, you guys are talking about it. You guys start to get back, and um, you know I think that's a, a big thing right now is um, more women getting involved in, in the coaching that have played the sport, or even if they haven't, because there's a lot of, of dads that haven't played the sport that are, are out there coaching. I always try to get my sister to coach my nephew's teams, but uh, she won't do it. Uh, she can't skate. Um, but just to just to have to see that more and more, and I think we're going to start to see that. Um, over the next few years more and more uh, young women like you guys growing up and, and um, you know when you have children or just volunteering your time and coaching other teams I'm kind of excited to see as that starts to happen more and more um, so you the, the the young girls that are playing have, have see that different uh, that different look and that different role model that they can do this when they're older
5: as well. Yeah I think especially just because our generation has been so influenced by women coaches and like I think for us that's been really huge so I think this our generation going forward is going to be like really excited to have that or be that for other little girls so I, th- I agree.
6: I think that one thing about um, women in sports and women coaching and how it's growing I think it's certainly been a, a journey for um, females to be in a role that is a leadership role um, especially in head coaching. Um, there's a um, A video that was put together and and, and, um, Coach Hutch, who's at Michigan, and she talks a little bit about a number of other coaches as well who um, name I just can't um, pinpoint at the moment. um, But they talk about right now in women's sports, 42% of women um, our head coaches and the rest are still uh, male head coaches right now. Um, and I think part of it is it's certainly whoever is the best candidate for the job. And right, if it's a woman, fantastic. If it's a male, fantastic as well. Um, but just making sure that that opportunity for female representation um, in female sports um, and in collegiate athletics right now, about 99% of male teams or head coaches are males. Um, And and again, I think it's whoever and whatever candidate is best, but she makes a great comment. um, And she says for women and and for young women that are growing up and want to coach, unless you see women in that role, you can't dream it if you don't see it. Um, And I think that's a huge piece, and I think as um, females who were lucky enough to be in a position where we get to be head coaches and we get to hopefully impact and inspire young women, whether it's on our program or elsewhere, um, of showing young women that if you want to be in this game, you can be in this game, um, and and hopefully that number of 42% can increase if women want it to increase and if if we have candidates for that role. Um, but it was just an impactful number, I think, for myself when I heard that because sometimes you get stuck in your own um, world and you don't realize um, outside of the walls where we see a lot of female representations. What is it? Um, elsewhere, and so I think for, for young athletes to be able to say, I see coaches in that position, I see women in that role, um, and it makes me either, A, want to be a coach or just be a, a, a woman in a leadership position, whatever it might be, whether it's in athletics or not in athletics, um, but the more that we can see that out there, um, hopefully the more, you know, uh, seven-year-old girl watching a sport says man I want to be a head women's hockey coach or I want to be a head women's softball coach right because I saw that and I see what it looks like and I see that you can do it and um, be successful and you can have whatever else you care about as well Um, so it's just a really great thing to have to see that that's um, seen and heard and hopefully um, inspirational to next generations Mm
7: -hmm. and uh, Katie I know that you had Uh, Jackie part Jackie Bardo as a coach at Providence and um, that was in a time where there wasn't a lot of female coaches can you talk a little bit about how that experience kind of led to where you are now
9: yeah um, I had a great experience in college I I went to Providence and um, I I, it to me when I was making my decision I didn't I don't know if I really thought much of it um, because I had you know I kind of had my mom and dad who were both coaches too so I didn't really know that there there was a a difference or or whatever it may be Um, and and i think just playing for her and the way she led um and just to see her i don't know that i could pinpoint anything specific but just to see her that like oh i can i can do this too um and in fact i I actually went and and worked with her at ohio state uh for four years which was was awesome to be able to go back and work with your college coach the person that you wanted to go be around and play with or play for um but that experience was was great and, and I think just the way she led, and, and just to you know, like you guys said, just to see her um, in that role, um, and she actually was coaching two sports. I played field hockey for her at, in college too, so I must have really liked her if I, <laughs> I uh, had her for two sports and then uh, and then wanted to work with her. Um, but just to see the the that she could do it, and and that's that's how it goes. That's how it works. I mean, you can see women in those uh, positions, and and uh, certainly that made me want to coach. And she actually. Um, a lot of my teammates went into coaching, um, and I guarantee you it was because of just seeing her in that role in um, the way she led and, and um, the qualities that she had, um, knowing, and she was always fighting for us. She was always fighting for things to be better for us, um, and uh, I think that made us even more so say, okay, yeah, like, we can do this too, yeah.
6: I think one thing that's great about that and even just that the hearing all everyone's story right is I think uh, we'd all remiss if we didn't say like we, to be grateful for the, the women that came before us and laid down a foundation for us to get to this point is just incredible. And the fact that we're having conversations about it now and, and open conversations about it is just huge for women in sports and, and women in general. And I think sometimes um, we don't have those conversations even uh, enough just internally um, of understanding kind of where did we come from and what was the groundwork that was laid before us. And uh, um, I think sometimes you know as a, as a softball coach, we do it in small portions, right? One was Olympics, one was softball first Olympics we do small facts about our game right and and so you learn a little bit about what was there Um, but if you really talk and dive into research of um, you know now when we travel what does travel look like for us right Um, but what did travel look like before the women who did this opportunity for us what type of um, accommodations were they saying and what were their gyms like what were all these pieces that for now um, we're just used to it Um, And we're lucky enough to be used to it, but we're lucky enough because uh, of the groundwork that a lot of people did before us. Um, And so I think the fact that you just get to hear and listen to everyone's story here, um, you get to see where there's still some growth for us to continue to have and continue to be made. And and hopefully uh, every generation of women feels stronger and more and more empowered to make that. Um, But for me, just sitting here, even and hearing everyone's stories, um, it's just a a cool experience. And also, um, again, makes us be, be thankful for those women that Um, did the real hard grunt work early on for us to be able to sit here and have this conversation about where are we today openly.
7: Yeah I think that's a really great point um, because a lot of us have faced similar challenges you know we all played most of us played uh, boys sports growing up and it's kind of these given things that we'd all did but we don't really bring it to light because that's just how it was Mm -hmm. and that's just kind of all of our experiences we don't like kind of step back and look like oh, there are other girls playing, or, oh, there's a locker room, not a bathroom Mm -hmm. to get changed in, or kind of these different... Cold bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Usually they were cold. Yeah. Or not rubber, so you have to (laughs) walk with your skate Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's definitely been a lot of growth. And um, just me personally, I worked for USA Hockey for one summer, and um, I got to meet a lot of those Olympians from the 98 team that were my idols, were exactly... Kind of what I wanted to do when I was a kid, and just give me like the idea that there was a future for me, mm-hmm. and because I didn't see it, I played hockey because I had brother mm-hmm. that played, and and I didn't see it around, so it was like amazing to hear their story and to hear what kind of challenges they went through. I know Cami Granado, who's my idol, went to also went to Providence. Um, talking about just like not even knowing that there was other girls that played hockey and that there was an opportunity for her and she's one of the like biggest in the sport and biggest uh, proponent for change so kind of just knowing that her experience was also it almost didn't happen just because she didn't know and uh, just like kind of those people are really huge in my development in sports and I've kind of taken a different path than you all just working a little bit more behind the scenes um but kind of do you does anyone else have uh, people that they really have like been super influential and in kind of generating their path
5: um for me growing up uh like ucla softball was super big for me like lisa fernandez growing up was like the person um so i just remember like going to games when i was little like my dad would take me to like u.s uh, ucla softball games um and, like, that was just it for me growing up. Like, I just knew that I wanted to be on that kind of stage, like, playing college sports or college softball. But um, as a woman or a female role model, it was Lisa Fernandez for me growing up all the way. Even still now, she's still doing it. So, yeah.
8: I think uh, for me it was – so when I started playing on that women's team at home, um, I saw all these 25-year-old women who um, – really from Austria who really got nothing or not really much back from the sport they all had their like personal and professional lives um, besides playing hockey Um, and they kind of like really shaped their lives around um, playing hockey at the highest level possible but, and also trying to fit in like their personal and professional lives and trying to balance everything at the same time and just kind of seeing like how much they gave up for the love of the sport and developing the sport was really, really crazy to me. And to see how, how long they would keep on playing without really getting much back in the, the conditions that they had to play under. Um, so I think, yeah, seeing those girls was really inspirational to me and it just kind of made me want to keep going and it made me want to be them um, but hopefully under better conditions and what made me want to like fight for better conditions and I think going off of what we talked about earlier too um, for me with this like cultural comparison it's really interesting to see and I think a lot of people here and a lot of women here like it's really, really cool for me to see how far we have come in the US because in comparison to Austria, um, this is really, really big and women in sports are, yeah, there's so many female coaches The division one or division one and three and all um, college athletics for women, they have resources that um, a lot of female athletes in Austria could not imagine having like for example, for my for my women's team, so there's national team players on that team there's uh, women that played Division one college hockey and we we had practice from 10 to eleven pm after all the the youth all the u eight u10 all the youth boys teams in the city um, we didn't have a locker room um, we would travel to the games like six hour like car rides in our own cars um, and I think being here has made me realize how far we have come obviously there's so much further to go still in reaching equality in sports Um, but i think just the college college sports is such a great platform and um, i think we're extremely lucky for what we have here and it's a great platform to keep on developing and to um, be to even play after or develop into coaching. Um, So yeah, I I think it's just been really cool with this comparison between two countries. Um, I think it's great, all the work that's been done here, um, all the people fighting for it. Um, So it's it's really inspirational.
7: Yeah, and, and you have a pretty unique experience being that you play on the Austrian national team. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like for you. You know, w- we're all kind of going around the table talking about these people that we looked up to and now you are that person for a lot of little girls. So can, and not to put a lot of pressure on no. you or anything, but can <laughs> you talk a little um, bit about that?
8: Yeah, it's, it's definitely been really cool. It's always an honor to put on that jersey. Um, but often my experience has been overshadowed by kind of like a lack of professionalism in um, on the team and in the organization and kind of like frustration with how unequal we are being treated. Um, so I would say like people always come up to me and are like, oh my God, like you play on the national team, like like that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, it's it's really cool. It, like I, I really, I feel really, really honored. And they're like, oh my God, like you must get all of those things and it must be so cool and all this stuff and I'm like, actually like here, playing here at Holy Cross, like I get so much more. I have so many more resources. I feel like I'm being treated as a professional athlete that, which I don't on the national team. And it's just really, really tough. And as I touched upon earlier, um, I mean, I I don't wanna sound like I'm complaining and I'm just really like, so that I am 20 years old, so I still have, a long way to go, but there's these women that are almost 30 years old and they've um, really sacrificed so, so much and really gotten nothing, not much back and they still keep on going. Um, so yeah, I just hope it gets, it gets better for the generations to come. I think there have been small improvements, um, but yeah, I just hope that in Austria, similar steps will be taken to, to here. And
7: I know you guys have had more success on the national stage in recent years. Um, Do you think that the correlation will start to help you and the um, kind of governing body kind of make those changes?
8: Yeah, I think in order for long-term success, there definitely need to be major changes on the organizational and the, um, yeah, on that level of, like, the Austrian Ice Hockey Federation. Um, We have been more successful, but it's kind of – Going up and down, and at this point, unfortunately, a lot of our more experienced and older players um, have quit just because they can't keep on shaping their lives around around hockey when um, they really get nothing back um, from it. So yeah, we'll see. I our team is definitely in a very like in a time of transformation right now um where a lot of younger girls are coming to the senior national team um so hopefully as that happens um changes take place and then we will really be able to develop and be better
9: we, we've we seen that too i think um you know just the last few years with with usa hockey and um you know, just trying to get more exposure and more games. And I, I love watching the College World Series. Like that's one of my favorite <laughs> times of the year. Um, we're actually down at Us our, too. Our, <laughs> our our bet. Um, we're always down at our hockey uh, coaches convention in April, and we always ask them to put it on. We're at the pool, you know, and yeah. we're doing work too. <laughs> um, but uh, usually we're at the pool and we're we're watching because um, one of the ladies that used to work down there, her daughter played, and I could probably find out who it was, but I believe she was it was maybe alabama Mm. so we would you know start to watch it with her and next you know there'd be 15 of us watching the game with her as she's you know serving so it was pretty neat um but uh but i know we we always support it and that's always kind of neat to see like that's really you know there's some other times that female sports are on but besides basketball that's Mm. like what we get to watch as female and um Hockey's getting a little a little better. There's been a um, there's a lot going on in the women's side right now with national players and um, trying to find the right fit for a league. Um, but they've been exposing um, NHL Network and in, in some uh, programs in Canada have been putting a lot more TV or uh, games on TV. Um, but nothing like like what uh, you guys get. And I think yep. it's it's awesome to be able to have that, knowing that you guys still have you know just as long way to go that we do. Um, but to have that exposure, I think is pretty neat.
6: Yeah. I think uh, just I- having this conversation with everyone, I think so often, uh, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but you put um, blinders onto the world that you live in. And even though you're looking for growth in sports, you, you know your world. And um, even when you're talking about what it's like on a national stage, I think so much when we think about the growth of female athletics, uh, for myself, who has only experienced it here, right? you, you put blinders on to what is female athletics looks like here and in, in our country at this time frame. Um, and you don't even look at it on that, that scale um, in a much bigger picture. And so, so hearing your story and getting to hear where you are and where where um, you want your sport to continue to go and what we're looking forward to do outside of just the U.S. is just, um, it's so interesting and it's it's inspiring and it's it's a challenge, I'm sure, and it's a continued growth. But um, to be able to hear that and to kind of pull the blinders off from just the world we live in of what does it look like in softball or what does it look like just in the U.S. and kind of that bigger stage, uh, it's, it's so, it's great to hear because I think we get to now be passionate about it uh, just outside of the U.S. because you don't know it unless you get to hear it. And, I, you know, I, I can't speak to what um, softball is like elsewhere because I haven't heard the story or what female sports are like elsewhere um, mm-hmm. because I haven't had a, really heard a story until you shared yours. And so I'm um, certainly appreciative of you sharing it. And um, it, it really is, I mean, it's just one of those things where you get to see the bigger picture of female athletics right now um, outside of uh, the small scope that sometimes we look through.
8: Yeah, adding on to that, I was actually, when you were talking earlier and you were saying how um, a lot of improvements in softball, I really know not much about softball. Mm -hmm. Softball and baseball are such American sports that growing up, I think until I came to prep school in the United States, I didn't really know of softball at all. So um, hearing that It's funny, like I just found a similarity. You were saying that, so softball is coming back to the Olympics and it's those older women that are now coming back and Mm. uh, want to play again. I think it, I just like saw a lot of similarities to hockey where it's really a lot is um, in part due to the work that's been done by older women Mm. and these role models. And I think in hockey, it's very similar. Like I really, really admire all the Canadian and American um, Olympians and seeing all the, the passionate work that they're putting into, mm-hmm. not only making everything better for themselves, but especially for the future generations. And I th- I'm i sure, and uh, like you talking made me realize it's the same in softball. And I'd never thought about a different sport in that way before. So that was really interesting to me too, to, yeah, kind of like um, take the blinds off and uh, made me make me realize that a lot of women in a lot of different sports face very similar challenges. Yeah,
6: I think, it sh- I think it just shows, right, strong women transcend all sports. They transcend all fields, whether it's athletics or anything else. Um, and so I just think that's um, certainly an, an empowering thing to get to st- be on a stage or um, stand next to other women who are um, doing much bigger things than I am. But at least you have women of strength that are in everything that we're doing in every sport that we're in and every field that we're in, um, whether it's athletics or elsewhere.
5: Yeah. Um, I think also just, like, getting to have these conversations across sports um, just, like, makes us so much more stronger as women. Like like you said, just watching the Women's College World Series, like, I didn't think about, like, um, like people that aren't playing softball, like, watching <laughs> it and, like, appreciate I'm just, like, so stuck in my world <laughs> that it's, like, just softball is watching it. But, yeah. um, like, it makes me think, like, how much more we can be supporting other sports like even for hockey like um like just exposing ourselves like different kinds of um struggles that people are going through and even having these conversations to like realize that people are having similar women are having similar struggles like across sports and even like here at Holy Cross just like supporting other teams I think that's super huge for us as um women athletes just like or female athletes just supporting across teams and just like knowing that we have each other's backs like in the program, and even like on a like world stage, like you were saying, like it's just like kind of our um, opportunity as well as like I want to say like even just obligation to just like support women, no matter like what sport they're in. So I think it's cool we're having this conversation.
7: Yeah, I think that's kind of like the beauty of college athletics, and we get to kind of have these conversations and learn the different experiences. Like uh, the College World Series has a lot of national TV exposure but you don't have a lot of international exposure mm-hmm. being taken out of the Olympics, so it's a pretty unique uh, challenge that you're facing, where as far as women's hockey, I think, has more of a national stage, but we don't seem to have a lot going on uh, in, uh, like uh, yeah. within the United States and on TV. So uh, being able to have these conversations and see kind of what you've done to be successful in that realm, uh, softball being you, uh, that realm, <laughs> Uh, kind of like we'll be able to learn from each other and have these conversations and I think there's kind of like an unspoken bond between women who work in sports play sports and have that that's like one of my favorite parts about working in college athletics being able to see these different experiences from different people and kind of building off that driving and then making it better for the future and making it better for the next generation
9: Absolutely. so how do we do it here let's Let's go how do we how do we all support each other better and um you know, help each other out that way, and we'll be at a lot of your games. How's that? Dang, yeah, <laughs> we'll be <good> too. <laughs> yeah, I think Alyssa
7: makes a great point. I know the so- soccer team is going to be supporting the softball team <laughs> a lot in the spring. All of a sudden, they
6: watch a lot of practices lately. <laughs> they watch a lot of practices.
5: Now. I mean, we were out there uh when they made it to Patriots, and we kind of like freaked out softball. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's cool to see like other teams succeeding. I think it's just really cool to support and like just have other teams have your back when you're doing well even when you're not doing well just having that support system is
7: enjoy each other's success and help each other when you're struggling Mm
8: -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah i think going off of that like we when we see um other female teams in the stands at our games we get so excited and we kind of get surprised we're like what are they doing here but i think that kind of thought process needs to change i think we need to um yeah just really do a lot more of that and not take that support as a surprise but and 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 with that including ourselves like we need to when we show up to support other teams it shouldn't be a one-time occasion it should be more of um a ritual kind of so and i think it means so lot so much to other teams?
7: Yeah, I think it's an expectation, and I think uh, that is one uh, kind of unique challenge of women in sports in general is that so much of the onus is on the athlete uh, to build the sport, to grow the sport, where in men's professional sports or in college, the there isn't a lot of responsibility on the male athlete to get people to the games, to get your exposure, to kind of get your endorsements, and all that. So I think it is a it's a good it's kind of a unique challenge but it's good in in growing as a person i think you get a lot more out of being a female athlete from having to look at the biggest picture and kind of say i need to do these things
6: to get ahead and to get to where i want to be yeah i I think all of our end goals is hopefully we get to a point where um a ton of people come to watch our game and whether it's male or females it doesn't create a reaction out of us because our sport is cared about that much and that um, if you have to pick a game on a Friday night and there's a, a women's team playing or no team playing you're going to the game because you care about the sport and you're passionate about the sport um, and I think that's in-person representation like you said and hopefully it doesn't have to be driven by the athletes um, and it's just driven by a fact that we want to see um, individuals not even just females individuals who are really great at a sport playing their sport because it's that good to watch um, and there's no um, differentiating it or saying, oh, because it's a female sport or a male sport. Um, and I think we're looking for the same thing from a media standpoint, right? Is What does TV time look like? Um, what time of the day are female sports being aired? What channels are they being aired on? Um, is it getting prime coverage or is it getting the second or third or fourth kind of channel coverage out of it I think every sport is in a different realm and and, um, I think we all need to continue to support each other so hopefully every sport is getting the same stage um, to be seen from a media standpoint or um, news articles or um, talking about female sports the same way they do males or female athletes the same way they do male athletes and I think that is something um, really important Uh, I, I was actually thinking back to a Uh, from a meeting we're talking about the media standpoint and that i was thinking back there was uh, a football player i believe it was one of the one of the Watt brothers they're all in the NFL basically <laughs> <laughs> um, but his wife's a soccer player and they made a tweet about JJ uh, his Watt's wife and he—and he w- his response my gosh I hope my son grows up to be a response that he gave because it was this is not me she has done everything on her own and, and you know this is almost disrespectful that you even not give the credit where it's due you know and I think that was a huge step of having an, a, a male athlete who was given credit for a moment say this is not anything to do with me Um, that was really cool just to see the response and hopefully we get to the point where we don't have to have people step up and do that we need male role models to do that early on so it stops but that i thought was um, from a media standpoint kind of a a great um, kind of shutting the door on a uh, kind of a route that was going to go from a male perspective and turning it into a different one Um, and so again i think that in-person representation what does it look like from tv what does it look like from media and news and and all those formats and there's so many now that we can um, kind of touch on whether it's social media formats or um, kind of the the bigger uh, TVs and every and everything else from there.
9: You make a great point. Just you know, kind of the, the thing now is if you see it, you can be it type of thing. And, um, and sorry, I talk a lot about my nephews a lot. I know I mentioned McLeans, but the, my seven-year-old nephew. I got a text from my sister yesterday, and she it just said Carson wants the 49ers to win because they have a girl coach. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> You know, just yeah. as simple as that. He he sees it. He sees his aunt coaching. He sees that his grandmother coached. He sees his mom um in in a, a position of power and, and she he just that's not it's normal for him and but that's who he's going for because they have a girl coach. You know, and I think if, if the more exposure of there are other sports like that and football just happens to be the biggest stage. Um, you know, if, if more, more little boys and girls can see those things, it's not going to matter if female or male. Yep. Um, and they'll just see it and that's normal. Yeah.
7: This was a really great conversation. And I think, uh, this is definitely an exciting time for women in sports. There's a lot we have done and there's a lot for us to do. Uh, I think, uh, we all have a lot of talent and, uh, drive in this room. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that we have to move forward.
4: Um, Thank you for listening to Seder Stories.